Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about working remotely and how that experience has been for us, but also some tips and tricks that might be relevant for you. But overall, this is just a fun, laid-back discussion today about the remote working world, so feel free to tune in, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow, and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. I'm Logan Clements, one of your co-hosts. And to kick us off, I'm joined by Mary Davidson, other co-host. And we're going to chat. Mary, I got to know, what's your favorite fall drink? There's a chill in the air. Does your drink order change when you order any any drink out or make it for yourself at home? Okay, so yes, there's a chill in the air. I, I actually really love hot cocoa like any time of year. And I feel like I don't know if that's weird or not, but I really do love it. So I, I, I'm not super picky when it comes to hot cocoa, um, because I feel like I make it in a way that I really like. But I'm a fan of just like I think it's Stevens, right? Isn't that the brand that everybody knows in grocery stores and they have all the flavors? I like the different flavors. I like to shake it up. I think that's exciting. But also, second answer to this question, um, Starbucks caramel apple spice. If you haven't had it, you should try it. If you're into apple cider, it's like a creamy type of apple cider, and it's really good. So I suggest. So that. no coffee. It doesn't have any coffee in it. Mm-mm. Nope, it's just apple cider. Oh my gosh! Mm. Yeah. You well, there you it. go. We'll yeah, listen. <laughs> you gotta gotta go out and try it. I will say my favorite has been the pumpkin cream cold brew because I'm not a big like sweet drink person. So I always laugh that I enjoyed when the pumpkin spice things were out and about, but I never really would purchase them just because they were too sweet. And the pumpkin cream cold brew has been like the perfect mix of like a little bit of pumpkin, a little bit of sweetness with the cream in there, but then it's a cold brew. So it's just a black coffee with it mixed in. So it's like the perfect combination. Um, Cause I, my, I, my friends used to joke every year I'd forget I didn't like pumpkin spice and I would always buy at least one drink and then realize it was too sweet. <laughs> so now I found my sweet, my literal sweet spot with Starbucks. I've been ordering that one at least a couple times in the last couple weeks. <laughs> That's amazing. Tis the season. Yes. Yeah. No, we're, we're getting there. I also know I get really excited because I'm a big Christmas and like holidays person. So fall just means we're almost to winter and the holidays. But anyway, I do want to jump into this uh, today's topic. We're really excited. So we're going to share our top tips about working remote. And I just one of the reasons why we kind of decided to do an episode on this was I feel like working remote, remote working, working from home, it's here to stay. And so whether your office is eventually going to go back to flexible working. Maybe you're doing a few days in the office, a few days at home, or you're staying 100% remote as things open back up. I think we've all made this shift into how we work differently. And so while some certain jobs we've also noticed with the pandemic are unable to work from home, so we do feel like it's most of the office jobs or even what Mary and I do where we're on-site at events. Now we do some events from our house. Um, But we wanted to kind of put our two heads together. I've been working remote for about five years since I went out on my own and started my own company. Mary, I know you've just started going remote with the pandemic. So I guess my first question to you, I guess, what was the, what surprised you about working remotely? 
I well, I I was the type of person where I felt like I would enjoy a remote work environment, and I just never had the opportunity to have it. And so, being like forced into it, I was like, "Oh, this is actually kind of nice," and I, I'm here for it. Um, I will say that this I'm speaking of um, my opinion when this all started. Over time, I think it's actually changed a little bit, but I was excited at the beginning, so I was um, I would I don't think I was surprised about that because that's kind of what I was looking for. Um, but that being said, I. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people experience this. There's like a 2 p.m. or like a 3 p.m. lull in the day. And when I was working in the office, I would get so tired, like so tired <laughs> that I would almost fall asleep almost every day at 2 or 3 p.m. And so I would have to stand up and go walk around. But that does not happen to me at home. And I don't know what it is, what's different with the environment. Um, Part of it, I think, might be that working from home, I'm able to move around more often. Um, whether it's by choice or by accident, because like someone rings the doorbell or like something happens. But I guess I'm surprised at um, how much movement I've had during the day because of working from home. That's a great point. Yeah. I, for me, it was when I first started working from home five years ago. I know my biggest takeaway is actually that I worked less than I did in person in, ter in terms of like hours clocked, but I was actually more efficient. So I was doing just as much work, if not more, but I wasn't having, I, I do timesheets and track my time and I did it. It was a habit I, I got into when I worked full time for someone and I carried that into my freelance self-employment life. And I had this whole like shocking realization and I'll link, I made a whole, actually a blog post about it. We'll link about it, link it in the show notes where it just realized that I didn't necessarily need to work longer. I just need to be able to work smarter. So talking about like you're saying, Mary, like not hitting those slumps or you know, just having that flexibility to listen to what your body needs and realizing that just because I was working 40 hour weeks or 50 hour or 60 hours doesn't mean I was more efficient than some of my weeks where I worked 20 or 25 or 30. And I will say moving forward, I've learned I need those differences to balance out because you and I both know when we work events, sometimes you're clocking like 100 hours or something. You know, it's a lot of hours that you do need to have some weeks then where you're uh, you're clocking way less just to maintain your own energy levels. Yeah, just I want to jump on that too about the productivity standpoint that you were just saying and not to digress too much, but I, I'm always really intrigued at the ideas of like the four hour work week or the four day work week. There's all these different kinds of like work um, structures that people have out there. Um, and I've tried to like read the books and learn about them because I'm just super intrigued at how they do it. But it really is all about productivity. And so what you were saying, somebody um, was telling me, they're like, if you want to be more productive, you should like for a couple days do like this practice where every time you change activities during your workday, you should make a tally. And then at the end of the day, see how many tallies you have, like whether it's work related. So it's like you get a text, you get distracted. Okay, make a tally. All right, you're back to work. But then somebody emails you, I'll make a tally because you keep switching gears. And my tallies were way up there. It was crazy to be able to see it. And so the point was like, if you could just eliminate these distractions, think about how productive you could be. And I agree with you, Logan. I think working remotely can provide the opportunity. I think also, though, it depends on your remote work environment, which maybe we'll talk more about later. But if you have a type of environment where that it is free from distractions, it, I, I agree that it could be an extremely productive experience. Yeah, I do highly recommend to, that's Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. Um, just to read it again, I think a lot of things you'll find in self help books, productivity books. It's not a one stop, you know, one one stop shop. Every system fits everyone, 
but it, it is a, a book that I know I've read and it just made me think more, like you said, Mary, through that lens of productivity and yeah, where that, it's not really waste, but you know, that distraction time, you actually, like, we aren't as instantaneous as we like to think that we can shift from one thing to the other. And so realizing it and like that awareness first is one. Um, I know something that I know that I've implemented in my own to like give myself some structure, I think is always my recommendation. If you're new to the remote work or you're someone who's like struggling a little bit with even that we've been in it for a while. And for me, it was actually setting certain days to do certain things. And when I used to do like finance Fridays, cause I hated doing the finance side of my business. And so I would purposely do it on Friday cause it's, it's fun. <laughs> um, but something I'm actually implementing right now is actually no meeting Wednesdays. So if you're listening to this and you're someone who's working with me, you'll often see that I try not to schedule any meetings on Wednesdays and that's on purpose to kind of block my time so that I can have that space mentally and literally in my calendar to do some of my like larger aspects of my job or aspects of projects that need to have that like undistracted amount of time. Cause we've all been there where we've been in a, you know, back-to-back calls all day and you'll feel like you did everything and you've done nothing at the same time. (laughs) So just trying to like protect that time for myself. I'm like smiling over here because (laughs) I do feel like a lot of the times, Logan, when I talk to you, I hear about one of the new days that you're implementing for the week. I still remember marketing Mondays. I don't know if you still do those, but I think, I think they're amazing. Like I'm, I'm shouting out to you, not judging you because it's the purpose behind it. Um, But I just think it's funny because I keep hearing about all these new days that you're trying. So that means you're not, you're going to be an expert. So we can all turn to you on what's the best way to structure our week. Well, but it's really, but it's up to you. I told another friend about this and she started implementing in her own ways. It's really like whatever you need unstructured, you know, structured time for. I do laugh. I don't call them marketing Mondays anymore, but I do all of my like YouTube video editing usually. And a lot of times when I batch my shooting, it is on Mondays because Mm -hmm. I found that like, if I do that first, it's usually the thing I always push to the end. So if I do it first, it's like off my plate and done. So, and I no longer have to call it marketing Mondays. I honestly just do it now. Um, but yeah, the alliteration also helps marketing Mondays, finance Fridays, no meeting Wednesdays doesn't have a W in it, but it's a kind of like nice midweek, uh, point for you to work on some larger things. But what about you, Mary? What are some other tricks you have, um, for staying productive at home? Um, this kind of piggybacks on what you said too, but someone else told me to like stay just in life, like stay true to my commitments to myself. And so I'm, like I said, I'm reiterating what you said in the sense that if you schedule out your day and that's what I've been trying to do is I put it, you know, block it out in my calendar, like this for this period of time, I'm just working on like this certain project or like maybe I don't have something due necessarily for a client, but I block out the time so that I can just stay up to date on the needs and things like that that are happening. So schedule blocking really helps me. Um, But like I said, that kind of is for any, any scenario. I think that's a good idea. But um, for working remotely, I some something and I'm going to get deep here. So get ready for it. But something that I one of the reasons I started my business and I think is really important in life for me is to be able to have opportunities for freedom and for being with the people that I love the most. And working remotely has given me that opportunity even more so. And then on top of that, having my own business has once again given me those opportunities even more. And so um, taking times throughout the day to allow myself to break is easier when I'm at home because I am more likely, first of all, location-wise, I am closer to um, my spouse where he works. And so we can like go get together for lunch or something like that, which really is helpful for me. 
And then um, you guys, you all know that I have cats. And so I, I'll just take a break. I get overwhelmed and I just take a break and I go like hang out with them because they're super present. And it helps me. It just helps me get through the day in that sense. So I could probably go on and on, but those are some things that I really enjoy about working remotely and kind of taking a break slash structuring my day. Well, and I think that's a a really important nuance, Mary, like you mentioned, of taking those breaks because the beauty of working remote is often then you're not distracted or other people aren't interrupting you, but then the negative is other people aren't interrupting you and saying, hey, Mary, let's go grab a coffee, you know, things that might have happened if you were physically in an office together. So that is one, too, that I would say for anybody listening, if you're new to the work from home or just trying to optimize it, like putting those breaks in. I, that's something I'm a work in progress on. I definitely like put my head down and just get sucked into projects or sucked into client needs. So for me, it actually, I'm I'm a scheduler. So I have to put it on my calendar at times. I had it when I was particularly busy, putting a little calendar hold that just said like 30 minute walk. And I made it a rule that I wasn't allowed to delete it, but I could drag and drop it to fit it wherever it could fit around my meetings and my calls and things like that. Just to remind myself to like get up from my computer and walk away and take some time off because I think part of my brain, I, I like want to, I want to answer all my emails. I want to check everything off my to do, and then I get a break. And I think I've just realized that that's something like there will always be more emails, there will always be more to dos that I could do. But having to take those breaks will just help you sustain it, kind of in the long run, and just overall happiness. Like you said, Mary, being able to be with those around you and those that you love, like that is one of the flexible, the cool parts of working remote. Um, and then just to jump in right now, I know we're in this period of time with COVID where things aren't as normal as they might have been in the before times. But I often, when I worked from home, I would joke that I wasn't actually really at home. I often worked from coffee shops and co-working spaces and things like this, you know, before March 2020. And that was really fun for me. So if I ever felt like I was in a rut, um, I would kind of pick a different location or I'd go somewhere and I'd kind of started to classify some coffee shops in my neighborhood that were like, okay, if I want to like do deep work, I'm going to go to this place. Or if I kind of like the ambiance and want to, you know, be distracted at times by the people around just because I need something a little bit more lighthearted. Here's where I go, or here's where I know I'm always going to run into a friend. And so, for you know, for better or worse, it'll be enjoyable that I'll get to see someone I know. And that was kind of helpful for me. Um, and I wouldn't recommend if you are someone who has a lot of work to do in a day. Once coffee shops are really open, and in my neighborhood they're starting to be open, don't go to a new place for the first time if you actually have a lot of work to do because it just adds to the frustration you know, of figuring out where the outlet, what's the Wi-Fi password, where's the table, how do, you know, where's the bathroom, some of those little things that I always said was the negative from work from home um, if, you, if you don't like are nomadic and don't have a physical office space that you can go to. Yeah. So that, that made me think of a few different things. So, and I think maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit in what we were going to talk about, but it's on my mind. So um, something I've started doing recently is I joined a co-working space and co-working has been like the best of both worlds for me. And I feel like it's because I, this is kind of what I was hinting to earlier. I've gotten to the point where I am kind of bored of working from home. I like it a lot of days, but some days I'm like, it'd be nice to like go somewhere else and like, dare I say, like not wear sweats or leggings and like be able to dress up and go and see other people. <laughs> and I never thought I would say that, but I think I've gone to that point. And so, um, yeah, I have this co-working space and it is it is like 30 minutes away from my house. So I kind of have to plan accordingly, um, but it's more centrally located to where most of my clients are, which actually is great. 
Um, and I've noticed there, I was saying it's the best of both worlds because I'm most productive there. Like if we're choosing any location, like that's where I'm most productive. And I think it's because there's people who are also working around me. So it's like that type of environment, but we're all working for ourselves. And so there isn't the, the interruptions. Like we don't really talk to each other, but it's just being around people has been really great. And so co-working has been fun. That's what that made me think of. Um, additionally, and I'm backtracking just a tad here, but um, I think it's also important that we talk about how, if you're working remotely, how you end your workday, because you were kind of saying this and it's, for me, really easy to just work and work and work and work and keep working. And then I look at the clock and it's like 6 p.m. and I'm like, dang, I had a goal to be done by 3.30 and I just keep going. Um, and so I think especially if your work, maybe if you're a business owner, you might run into this more often because I feel like there's always things that we could be doing. But um, I think it's really healthy to set a boundary on when you stop working for your day as well. My goal is 3.30. Never really happens, but progress, right? I'm working on it. Um, so maybe I need to practice what I preach, but I think that's a good idea as well. Oh, no, that's smart. I did it uh, at one point. I think I had my robe. I have like a robo vacuum in my apartment and I purposely set it to go off at 5.30 or 6 p.m. like on weekdays. And that was both it would start cleaning a little bit of the area, but it, that was supposed to be like an audible cue for me to know what time it was because here in the Pacific Northwest, I feel like it stays light so late in the summertime that you can, yeah, look up and it's like 7 p.m. and how are you still working? Um, that's, I, I just like got that. one of those. I'm, I'm using that idea. We got one last week, so <laughs> very relevant. It's the best. I will say yeah. I, I got the idea from a friend who had a puppy and was like, it's great for dog hair. And I don't have a puppy, but I also like have heart fake hardwood floors that just always are dusty. So it has good job, Mary. That's a, that's a good shout out. Um, <laughs> but I don't re recommend having it go off during calls cause it is loud. So you do definitely yeah. like purposely night kind of need to have it at the end of the day, but I was using it as a cue for a while. Yeah, um, just to help exactly. me me wind down. Because, yeah, well, I hear you with the co-working space because that was one, too. I also, um, I used to live in Shanghai, and they had co-working spaces that you could pay for by, like, the hour, which was really cool because it was nice and flexible. You didn't have to have a – they had memberships that you could pay for, like, a month or a year. But they also had hourly rentals, and that was one that I liked because I, I did like the social aspect of, like, the hive mind of being surrounded by other people who are also doing work that's not related to you, but just being in that same presence and it wasn't as distracting as a coffee shop can be sometimes. So that's something I'm definitely interested in as we move forward, you know, out of the pandemic and things start opening up. Um, I think WeWork was starting to do like day rates that you could do or drop it. They started to expand it so you could drop into different locations to kind of feed into this remote work, working from home setting. But that's that's great that you're hearing that that, that works. I know I was interviewing at a bunch pre-COVID because I wanted to find a social co-working space. Like I, my, my goal was to actually meet people too because I was like, I need friends and co-working spaces would be fun. There are other entrepreneurs and things. And it was my interviews were really funny with people. I was like, do people actually talk in the like kitchen? <laughs> They're like, oh, it's not distracting. Don't worry. I was like, no, I mean to like actually meet people <laughs> and find new friends. So have you found any new friends with your co-working space? So this is this is where I like my introverted self. I, I think we've talked about this before. I'm like an, an omni amnivore, whatever it's called. But so like I, I function a lot better if there's somebody with me and then I can be like as outgoing as ever, but I just can't do it by myself. I need somebody else there. And so um, I had a friend who who she has like a, a drop in. So she comes in so, so many times a, a week or a month and we try to come at the same time so that we have each other and then yes, we can talk to people. But I notice people do talk in the kitchen, but like, that's about it. They have scheduled happy hours, which I haven't been able to go to, but like want to do that. 
Um, so, I mean, no, I guess to answer your question, but I'm working on it. I think there's potential. But there's opportunities for it. I think that's a benefit if you're someone who's been playing with the idea. And I know some of the larger like tech companies and corporations are offering budgets for their you know, employees, both for their physical work from home setup. And I would be curious if they'll start to let you do it for something like that, because that could be a good solution for any event pros who are feeling a little lonely or want to be able to connect. Because I that was definitely a challenge for me when I first moved to Seattle. I didn't really know anybody. And trying to make those connections, co-working spaces was one of the places I, I know I looked to. I didn't end up pulling the trigger um, before COVID happened, but definitely something I'm looking to post. Um, but yeah, let's switch into a little bit talking about our current remote work setup. So we know, Mary, sometimes you go to a co-working space, but like what's your setup at home? Yeah. So my setup at home is not great. I will say that. So for example, right now I'm podcasting in a bedroom in my house that's used for storage, which is why you don't see the walls if you're watching our YouTube video um, and laundry anyway. So so I, my point is that I kind of move around my house based on needs. And so my typical setup where I'm, you know, conducting my work um, is at in um, a room that we've converted to an office. Technically, it's a dining room, but we've made it into an office. <laughs> and that also means that there are no really walls or doors, which makes it difficult at times for calls. Now, I have to say, and I've, I tried to shout this out a little bit, but here's my official shout out to people who are working from home with children or loud individuals. That is not my situation. So my heart goes out to you. I feel like that's probably a little bit different and, and harder. Um, but so it's not relatively loud or anything, but it can get annoying, echoey, the lighting's bad. So that's where like the event producer tech stuff comes in. And I'm like, I can't really practice what I preach in that location very well. So all that being said is, Logan, I don't know if I've told you this. Have I told you this? I am going to convert one of our bedrooms because we have an extra, well, technically it's, <laughs> technically it's a guest room. So sorry, guests, you're going to be relocated somewhere else, but we're the ones who live here. So um, I'm going to change that one into an actual office and do whatever I want to it. And one of my main goals, maybe this is ridiculous, um, is to have a really good Zoom background that's real. So I'm, I want to have that bookcase and I want to have good lighting. You and I, we are in the same boat. So we will definitely do an episode where Mary and I post once we're both through our office Your makeovers. <laughs> we can talk you through the process because um, Mary, I'm with you. I think it's so fascinating how our needs have changed from two years ago until today. Because when I worked from home, I needed a desk. I did some video calls with clients, but a lot of times it was phone calls. So I just needed like a desk and good Wi-Fi and an outlet to plug in my computer and I was good. And now a lot of the things I need for like virtual event production and like you as a producer, I feel very self-conscious about making sure I have good lighting, audio, a good background. Um, and so my requirements for kind of where I need to be. So those like open concept houses that I think sound really great or we all wanted probably two, three years ago, that it does bode some challenges because my partner and I have realized that we're both quite loud on video calls. If you ask the other person, we're always saying the, the other is the loudest. But I think at this point, we're just both very vocal individuals. So we need doors. We need closed spaces for where we can take calls and things like that. So we actually um, moved to a place that got a, had a second bedroom. So we were in a one-bedroom apartment before, both working off our dining room table, and it just got really hard to schedule to essentially book out our living room space because it was all one open concept. And so now we have a second bedroom, which I've had now for a couple months and unfortunately have not 
done anything with it. But like you, Mary, I want to set it up as like the ultimate production space. I want to have a real Zoom background, but I also want it to feel really, I like stuff that's a little bit more like open and clean lines kind of thing. I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what my setup looks like, but the big changes that I had that I've already made is this microphone that I'm using for podcasts. I will use this if I'm presenting at any event, um, but I like upgraded my headphones and everything. Um, so it's a little more comfortable for my setup. And then the really big one was we invested in like more expensive, but also much better Wi-Fi because I needed so much more for both of us to be on video calls. Our old Wi-Fi that we had worked but we would sometimes have it be glitchy if both of us were trying to be on a video call. And so that's something that I've just rationalized as an expense that I have to make of paying for something that is much higher than what two people need in a house, but it has drastically improved my like reliability of having a good connection versus I found with my old Wi-Fi, the amount of megabits we were getting, I'd have to like unplug the smart TV and other things to try to get it off the Wi-Fi. So that was my big one. If you're looking to like up your at home, set up for just any work from home, usually your Wi-Fi speed is one that you can either get up or test it and then call and see if they'll give you a discount for better Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I also want to shout out um, a workshop that Logan and I did that I think we've talked about on another episode, but it was how to present yourself professionally in the virtual world, which by the way, we are more than happy to also keep presenting on that workshop if you have anyone who's interested. But um, we kind of talk about some tools and things that people can use to present themselves professionally in a virtual world, whether it's just, you know, working from home or actually presenting and things like that. And I wanted to call that out because everything that we're talking about today, like these are things that work for our situation, but maybe you are in a situation where it's like, you just have what you have and you got to work with it. And like, that's totally okay and understandable. And so there are some, still some really um, inexpensive, you know, some of them are free things that you can do to kind of amp up your work environment. If that's something that you're interested in as well. Yeah, that's a great point, Mary. I think, you know, that it works for any budget. We all work within different physical constraints. Um, and so working with what you got is a lot of times what it has to be. But um, if you're interested, yeah, shoot us an email at thebettereventspod at gmail.com if you want to hear more about that workshop. We've had some great reviews from a few different groups that we've worked with because both Mary and I, we I feel like virtual is going to be a thing. Um, both event-wise, workshops, I think job interviews and things are going to happen over Zoom and it's or video calls in general, not just Zoom. And you're, it's your virtual first impression. And so knowing how you can make a good first impression while you're not in person is really important these days. And we actually other also did an episode on it. So we can link that in the show notes as well. I forgot that was an abbreviated version. So that can get you started. Yeah. No, that's got some good tangible ones you can take home, no matter where who you are in the event industry or if you're interested in virtual events or just really anybody, to be honest. I think it's a good way to just be looking good on any video calls in your future. But I think, Mary, that... Brings me to the end of my tips. Do you have anything else you want to add for our listeners? No, I think we covered it. Uh, this is just a random and fun topic. I feel like it's relevant. We'll have to do a check-in again later to see, like, because I think, like we just said, things have changed for us already. And so I'm wondering, dare I say, a year from now? If we're, I mean, we'll, we'll probably still be in this situation because we're working. We're business owners working from home. This is our office. But yeah, we'll see what happens in the coming year, and we'll let you know uh, how we've changed our space. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that brings us to our bonus tip time. So my bonus tip for you is if you're an event host or an organizer, and if you're an event producer or planner, you should bring this up to your clients, is managing ex attendee expectations with the framework of if you want attendees to be on screen during your virtual event, meeting, workshop, you need to tell them that ahead of time. 
please tell them that ahead of time. If the first time they're hearing that you want them on camera is during your event, you're going to see a pretty low return because our setups that we have, if we know we're going to be on screen, we've just talked about kind of our work from home setups. If we know we're going to be taking a video call, it might be a very different setup than if we think we're just dialing in to listen or watch passively your event or your webinar. And I've just seen a couple as an attendee, I've seen event organizers seem a little disappointed with not having more people excited about coming on camera. And I've also seen it on the planner side where it was something that we thought we told people ahead of time. But again, we're at that point now that some people have some pretty professional setups or just looking camera ready and being in a place where they feel uncomfortable, they feel comfortable unmuting and you even hearing them. So just letting them know ahead of time via an email, really a no before you go email could do it. But the more that you can tell that, that just helps manage their expectations and you're going to see way more attendees actually listen to your prompt. Such a good bonus tip and call out. I was just at an event a couple of weeks ago as an attendee. It was a conference. And they did it in a conference platform, but then one session linked to Zoom. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder why. And I should have known. It was because they wanted to do breakout rooms. And they did. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, because I was multitasking while watching this conference. And I just exercised. And I was like, this is like a networking opportunity. And I'm not prepared for it. So shout out to your bonus tip. I totally agree. Thank you. So I think that's all that we have for today. So thank you all so much again for tuning in. If you'd like to check us out more, you can find us on Instagram at bettereventspod. You can also send us an email like we've mentioned, which we will link, but it's bettereventspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks so much for listening again. And we will see you again next Wednesday. Thanks, everyone.